Gem. Let's wait for a few more people to, to join. Good morning, sir. Jim, how are you doing? Fantastic. How are you? Very good, sir. Very good. Uh, do we have music? Uh, we do not currently, no. We'll just give it a couple more minutes. Um, a, lot of, a lot of punks are US-based, so it'd uh, be pretty early there, their end. So uh, we're recording this to share later. Oh, good fam. D-Gods, baby. I see you're rocking one of the uh, BTC D-Gods. Let's get a retweet on this space. It's from the uh, Galactic DAO account, please. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who's on it at the moment. Where are you based, by the way? I'm based in the UK. Um, how about yourself? I am in Thailand. Oh, nice. You don't sound like you're from Thailand. I'm actually um, Sardinian-Korean, but yeah. Um, I've been here about seven years almost. Sorry, I'm just making a cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I respect. I respect a cup of tea. No problem. Um, so what part of the uh, UK are you in? I actually studied in the UK. Oh, did you? Um, I'm just north of London, uh, Cambridge. Oh, nice. Where did, nice. You, where did, you, where did you study in the UK? Uh, Warwick. Oh, nice. That's funny, funny you should mention that. I've spoken to a few people recently who've said they studied at Warwick. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, uh, the, the campus uh, is, um, is amazing. I mean, I was living in Coventry, though, so it's nothing to, um, you know, brag about. <laughs> <laughs> there's, uh, there's definitely worse places to live in the UK, so I won't worry too much about that. Bro, I, I lived in Preston. <laughs> Okay, I'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, Preston is uh, probably the roughest place I've ever lived in. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a few places like that here. Yeah, I actually had a the 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 police <laughs> stop me outside my house, and they were like, "What are you doing here?" And I was like, "Bro, I fucking live here." It, they just stopped you. What complete completely unprovoked? Yeah. Totally unprovoked. I was just, uh, I mean, you know, to be fair, I was trying to buy some weed, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that might have been the, uh, the, the thing that did it. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, if it's a rough neighborhood, um, y- you know, the neighborhood kids are going to be selling weed just like outside the house anyway, right? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they sell that shit like candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want some cheese, bruv? Yeah. It's uh, good times. That's a that's quite a good impression, actually. Awesome. Uh, let's uh, let's kick things off. Uh, we'll see if it fleshes out a little bit more later on. Um, but like I said, yes, yeah, pretty pretty early for a lot of GP holders. Um, but yeah, so we wanted to keep this spaces um, pretty orientated onto the educational side. Um, I'm not sure how where you are of Galactic Punk's background, 
I'm pretty sure I saw you mention that you held some GPs on Terra. Oh, who, me? Yeah, or um, am I mistaken? I, I think you're mistaken. Uh, so I basically did check out the project today and I was like, whoa, um, this looks interesting because uh, I, uh, I am interested in uh, punk derivatives. And uh, I saw that you guys were uh, originally launched on Terra. So like, I had a question. Are you guys planning to uh, Teleburn or bridge to uh, Bitcoin? So we've, we've had that discussion uh, a little bit. I don't think there's any plans to Teleburn the entire collection. So what we're doing is launching a bespoke, super small supply of 300 ordinals. Uh, which are all new art, new designs, all BTC inspired, uh, just to basically broaden the community some more. Um, like as you're aware, Terra crashed and burned massively just over a year ago, um, and obviously a lot of the community was displaced. There was a, a relatively decent NFT community on Terra for a time, um, but a lot of them sort of got spread between Polygon. Some of them went to Solana. Um, but yeah, basically, like that entire community got displaced. Uh, so now we're looking to open up new roads to introduce people to the Galactic Punks branding community. Um, bearing in mind, like 90% of the community were burnt very hard on terror. It's great to see many punks still around and also a big interest in branching out to ordinals and learning more about it. So yeah, what we want to do with this space is basically help educate a lot of our Terra user base as to what ordinals are, how they get involved, a little bit of the history, and obviously you are the man to help us with that mission. Happy to be here, yeah. <laughs> let's get going. Awesome good stuff. So let's just keep it super simple to start with, um, and let's just cover a little bit of the history behind ordinals. Uh, when did you get involved? How did you get involved? Uh, you know, how early did you buy into Wardenals? So I was actually at a private party when uh, <laughs> when I minted my first ordinal, and uh, my first ordinal was a uh, BTC D God, and I minted two of them, and it was like I, I think it was like three or four in the morning. I was like, ah, I got to do this because uh, Frank actually DM'd and said, hey, like, I know you're like super pumped about this. So um, uh, this is the time. Uh, let's go. And I was like, all right, I'm going to fucking be there. Uh, minted two. And then I bought uh, an ape, like an, like a Solana ape for like 930 soul, I think. It was during a dip. And then I was fortunate enough to be able to trade it for my current PFP. Um, yeah, so I'm holding, um, three BTC gods and a bunch of ordinals. I think I'm holding like, fuck, I don't know, dozens. And then, uh, not even counting the, um, BRC twenties. So yeah, dozens. Awesome. Um, I was, uh, I was considering minting a BTC to God. Uh, and I, I bottled it last moment, uh, which was <laughs> probably one of the biggest, biggest regrets. Uh, I faded massively, um, at the time, but I mean, look at us now. Hey, we all convert eventually. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, uh, 
I lost money on Terra too, so I kind of I feel your pain and um, your community's pain as well. I mean, to be fair, I was super lucky. I don't know how I keep timing this stuff, but um, I sold all my um, UST like two or three days before the crash. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how I did it, but yeah, it happened. Damn, yeah, one of the one of the lucky ones. Uh... Yeah, pretty mad, really. Um, but anyway, ordinals. Let's uh, let's forget about let's forget about the uh, Terra UST bullshit. That shit, that shit's in the past now. Um, so in terms of like other ordinal collections, like what's your what's your favorite? I assume as you're rocking a BTC to gods, that you know that's your your main jam. Yeah, BTC D gods on top, right? And then you have bandits. Uh, Bitcoin bandits are amazing. Um, the uh, founder of bandits is um, Chartfu, who is the uh, CDO at Magic Eden. And she's um, just like, he's so fucking switched on that uh, I can't not be bullish on bandits. Uh, I hope you don't mind me cursing, even though I know this is like an educational space. Um, so another one is OMB, uh, Ordinal Maxi Biz, and the founder is ZK Shark, who used to be on, um, used to help with uh, Alpha on uh, the D Gods team. He's also ex Wall Street, and he's super smart. So um, he ran. So OMB ran a uh, guerrilla marketing campaign with um, with. Uh, bandits and uh, Chartfu actually designed an app called an app. It's literally called an app, and it's a burner app. It's a teleburn app that you can use to um, burn uh, <laughs> burn any NFT and move it onto Bitcoin. Right? Uh, he specifically designed it to burn punks, though, if, uh, if I recall correctly. And then, so basically. Uh, Bandits organized the first CryptoPunk burn. They basically raised funds to burn a CryptoPunk so that they could uh, win whitelist spots for uh, OMB. And um, uh, Chart and I also organized the uh, punk burn for uh, D Gods, and uh, we ended up burning a CryptoPunk for uh, 33 whitelist spots for OMB as well. So those three are definitely my favorite projects. There are a bunch of other ones because there are so many uh, fantastic artists in the space. Um, uh, one I'm looking forward to, fuck, Taproot Wizards, right, is another one. Yeah, there's just, <laughs> there's so many. I can't even. Um, uh, begin to like call them all out, bro. Uh, have you been Have you been participating in the uh, the whitelist for Taproot Taproot Wizards? I have not. I wish I did. Uh, so I faded Taproot Wizards in the beginning, so I couldn't. Um, uh, plus, I live in Chiang Mai, and it's not like they have wizard costumes uh, everywhere, you know. So I couldn't just like. I did get a ninja costume though for uh, Ninja Alerts. So that's um, Trevor's. Uh, <laughs> That's Trevor's project. Ninja Alerts is, I think it's going to be huge because it's going to be the first uh, ordinal project where the NFT changes based on the block height. So, um, yeah, that's pretty innovative. And if uh, for those of you who don't know, Trevor is not only the founder of Ninja Alerts, he's also the general partner at uh, 
BTC Frontier Fund, and they invest in over uh, 50 Bitcoin-related companies. And uh, yeah, they're just like super switched on and know what they're doing. Awesome. That sounds really impressive. Um, definitely going to have to have a look into that. Was that Ninja Alerts, did you say, for uh, the uh, evolving? Yeah, yeah, here? that's Ninja there's also um, a bunch of generative art that's been uh, coming out. And so, like, let me rewind just a bit and explain to um, people what, uh, uh, to the listeners, what ordinals are, real quick. So, ordinals are basically uh, JPEGs that are inscribed directly onto Bitcoin. Uh, they don't need smart contracts, uh, or as we like to call them on Bitcoin, dumb contracts, as a, as a joke. Uh, stupid dad joke for you guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, since they're directly inscribed, you don't need a layer two, uh, and you can inscribe them onto individual Satoshis. And ordinal theory introduces uh, the ability to uh, enumerate each Satoshi. So that's how we get um, gamification on uh, two layers. You basically have a special sat and on top of that you can inscribe or have whatever art you want so when a project like ninja alerts buys a bunch of pizza sats and goes our theme is ninjas eating pizzas because li that's literally what i had to do for the whitelist right i had to dress up as a ninja and then i had to eat a pizza and i did um and it was fun so it's, it's like that Ninja Turtle uh, narrative. And if you can fit the uh, special sat into your narrative, I think that makes the project and the experience that much richer. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's why I love uh, ordinals and Bitcoin. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. I didn't appreciate that uh, that's the route they're taking. Um, so I was going to ask about your, your opinion on uh, obviously rare sats, common sats, et cetera, and whether or not the inscription number is important or whether or not it's the art that matters um just because obviously with with ethereum you know it's all just down to community art there's no gamification on any other layers normally yeah i don't like i do have eth nfts and soul nfts but i do think they're different um value propositions right so because uh, when I look at like an NFT project on Solana or on Ethereum, and I think what's the use case here, or what's I think about it more from like a business perspective, because I'm thinking, what's the experience they can deliver? It's it's got to be probably a lot less on the art side and more on the uh, and less on the collector side and more on the like the expectation of revenue, for example, because uh, when you look at a, what I love about ordinals is that dual gamified layer. Um, I used to collect coins, like, you know, you can call me a fucking geek all you want. Uh, <laughs> I even had a, I, I got a job at the NHS mail room at one point just because I wanted to collect more stamps. Um, so there's so to me when when you think about ordinals it reminds me of uh, uh salvador dali because salvador dali would um he would basically 
eat at restaurants for free, right? And he would do this by ordering a large meal and then he would ask for a check or, or like he would offer to write a check. And then he would doodle on the back of checks and he correctly surmised that the uh, restaurant owner would not want to cash the check because the monetary value of the doodle would be worth far more in the future than the value of the dinner itself. So yeah, that's kind of how I've been uh, thinking about it. Sort of like if you have special coins and you meet an artist, like a street artist in the streets, and he starts like using a pen marker to like doodle on your notes or coins, obviously the value is going to uh, be different, right? Especially if it's on a special banknote, for example. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes complete sense. I mean, we see it all the time and just like, uh, general currency for you know, special releases of coins etc so it kind of makes sense that people will pay extra for something which has got something actually inscribed on top of it um and then that extra layer of taking special sets things with historic value also just increases it twofold um like i'm i'm intrigued to hit just hear about like what you think is the most collectible uh, whether or not special sets with inscriptions on top or early uh, early inscriptions, like where do you think the uh, the game the game plan is there? Uh, I think the game plan will be very interesting. Uh, on Bitcoin, you see more collectors doing stuff too. So as the uh, special sets narrative um, makes a comeback uh, with newer and better marketplaces, what will inevitably happen is that we'll have individuals buying special sats and then inscribing onto them things like their favorite songs, um, memories, um, you know, like family photos even. You can browse Ord.io now and sometimes, like, because everything on uh, Bitcoin, it's on chain. All these inscriptions are on chain, so you can't hide anything, right? Like it's not like on um like smart contract chains where you can be like, all right, let's gate this until mint. It, so everything is already visible. You can go to like ord.io and look at what people are inscribing right now, right? So uh I do spend a few minutes a day doing that, and sometimes I'll see stuff like family photos. I've even seen a couple video games. I played a video game on Bitcoin, right? Um, you you uh, played as uh, ZK, like his PFP, and then you basically had to collect um, coins, if I remember correctly. But uh, yeah, they, uh, the person who got the highest score uh, won an OMB whitelist. I thought that was a pretty uh, fun way to do it. But yeah, um, another good thing is that the tech... Ordinal tech is very new, right? And and um, I had one Ethereum dev go, uh, hey, it's just like JSON, you know, JavaScript object notation. It's not like, it's super simple. It's nothing special. And then I was thinking, but is it the best tech meant to be simple and obvious? I mean, when you look at Bitcoin's architecture, that's exactly what it is. When you... Look at how elegant the design is. It's very simple. And um, so, yeah. Fuck, I'm ranting. Where was I? 
No, I, I completely agree. Um, in terms of like the sim- how just how simple it is. Uh, I mean, we self-inscribed, um, and one of the team members who has uh, zero developer knowledge basically picked it up in a couple of weeks and was able to inscribe the collection, uh, run his own node, etc. So it's pretty impressive just how quickly he was able to pick that up. Um, and yeah, they just goes exactly along the same lines as you're saying in terms of simplification and scaling. Like if you wanted to mint your own collection on Ethereum, let's say, you'd have to have a developer or spend extensive time researching and learning exactly how to uh, code smart contracts. So yeah, it's uh, it's really impressive. Yeah. Um, and whilst we're talking about inscriptions, um, I was wondering what your opinion was on padding. So obviously oh, there's a muted? time where Oh, you you were, yeah, sorry, were you speaking? Can you hear me? Oh uh, yeah, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Can you can you hear me? Did I get rugged? Can anyone else hear me? If 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 you can hear me, could you do a thumbs up? Hi. Oh, okay, you can hear me. Nice. I can hear you. It's all good. I think we're back weeks old and i feel like it's like super new tech right um so uh basically so recursive inscriptions are a game changer in ordinal theory uh yet again i feel like we've had like so many fucking game changers in ordinals like in such a short time but uh basically what recursive uh inscriptions do is that before inscriptions were all in a silo each individual sat sat in a silo four megabytes was the cap and you couldn't really do anything outside of that now we have um recursive inscriptions uh which means that these sats are no longer in a silo and they can reference and communicate with each other so you can basically build like that's that's how it's possible to build games and all this like really cool shit on bitcoin that wasn't possible before and uh we've also got music on bitcoin now and yeah i don't know i feel like um things are gonna get really interesting soon we just had liquidium the first um DeFi app on bitcoin um it's an ordinal lending protocol so we and we were able to do that without smart contracts either so it's like what else can we do from here yeah, it just shows you how early we are. Um, and we have to check that out, actually. I wasn't aware that that had launched. Um, but I find it quite interesting how the first DeFi app is uh, also NFT lending, which is uh, pretty interesting, bearing in mind the uh, <laughs> issues it's caused in the past for a lot of collections. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to have a look at that, definitely. Um, I think you cut out like at the start, so I only caught the end of what you were saying. Um, I heard you mention recursive inscriptions, uh, and I'm pretty sure you went on to explain it. But yeah, for some reason, I'm getting like rugged massively at the moment. Uh, all good. Yeah, just that uh, recursive inscriptions are a game changer because uh, they allow uh, different sets to communicate with each other. So, uh, and, like one uh, example of that is the fact that uh, Danny from uh, OnChain Monkeys was able to upload a bunch of like libraries. Uh, like data packages that other people can now other devs can now use to um, build on top of um, well basically do more shit right do more cool shit 
obviously i'm not a dev and i'm not a technical guy i just read um i love to read technical documentation and try to understand it and yeah so that's where i'm at with it but uh yeah i'm very excited because um so many uh, smart people are coming to do interesting things and because uh, the ordinal protocol is designed to appeal to collectors uh, i th i do like the bitcoin ethos more as well so yeah let's see i mean we're all coming back to the mother chain uh, that that isn't to say that uh, other chains don't have their specific use cases i just i don't know if it'll be specifically for nfts or digital collectibles because digital collectibles i feel like ordinals really crack that yeah i agree um do you think that the longevity of bitcoin actually adds to the confidence in market participants and devs just from going back to what you mentioned earlier uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely. Because uh, when you look at uh, the uh, length of uh, time that something survives, it's like um, the, the longer something lasts, the more reliable it is, right? Especially if it's tested. I know, um, I know a lot of Bitcoin maxis hate ordinals. But um, it's too late now. It's too late now. You can't. Yeah, the the Pandora's box has been opened, fellas. Like there is no going back. You know, once you introduce uh, new technology that gets uh, adopted, I mean, fuck. Um, look at any past technology. I, uh, you know, any new invention that sort of caught on, and then people were trying to like talk shit or stop it it's never worked out well for them that being said though do you think there's going to be a long-term negative effect on the network i mean we saw what happened with uh brc20s and obviously there's been a fair few recent gas spikes i'm just wondering whether or not that you know if adoption continues to increase uh making it you know easier to onboard people to ordinals etc just becomes more excessive um like do you do you think that's going to have a long-term negative impact uh i do not personally i do not but then uh who knows right the thing is um i believe there will be um more solutions to address that in the future it's not like the current conditions are going to remain static right uh we're living in uh reality which is a dynamic system so things are always changing and um even when we're not aware like humans are really bad at thinking in exponential terms we we are always prone to thinking linearly so we're like hey what happens if we continue on this current trajectory of course it would be bad but there's no way that this current trajectory is going to be sustained right because um we're going to have new inventions we're going to have black swans like shit's just gonna happen so um in that way will 
regardless, I'm still bullish because I believe we'll have future solutions. And even when we had heavily congested um, ordinal run, it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't that bad compared to like Ethereum, for example. Fuck, man, I paid like I paid so much in gas fees on Ethereum that uh, I could probably pay him like use that to pay mortgage. You know what I mean? Like it's it's oh, yeah, not but, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't need to explain. Um I'm pretty sure from the amount of gas I spent on NFTs back in the last bull run has just absolutely crippled any profit I might have made. So yeah. Let's uh <laughs> let's let's not talk about that. Yeah, for sure, bro. Uh <laughs> we can talk about all the good things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just want to spin it back to uh, basics for a minute, because um, I'm sure now that uh, a lot of Galaxpunk holders are like, okay, I, I understand what ordinals are. I understand the value prop of ordinals, but I know for a fact a lot of our holders are still just like very, very early doors. Um, so I think it'd be good just to chat about ordinal wallets and what you know which is your favorite what have you got the you know what we had the best experience with my favorite ordinal wallet is xverse and um that's because okay so full disclosure um i did consider angel investing in xverse but that's only because i'm that bullish on on xverse I know uh, investing in wallets in general is probably not a good idea in the crypto space because um, it's a fucking it's it's an aggressive game. Like wallets always compete with each other, and it, it gets real messy. And revenue, uh, the revenue model gets you know it's it's not that clear. So basically, one of my friends was like, "Hey, if you're thinking about donating, uh, if you're thinking about investing, think about it as a donation, right?" So. Uh, but yeah, having said that, I am super bullish on Xverse because um, someone on the team, Jan on the team, is one of the smartest guys I've ever met. And he's, yeah, he's just, if you have a problem with the wallet, he will answer. He will like show up and be like, hey, what's the problem? You know, like, so... For any of you galactic punks listening, if you're considering uh, hopping into ordinals, just DM uh, non-fungible Yun. Like, seriously, I'm not even fucking, like, kidding. DM him and he will answer your questions. And he will help onboard you because that's how much of a nice guy he is. Um, but yeah, Xverse, definitely. They're also uh, working on their own uh, stuff. So basically, in the uh, ordinal space, what you have are indexers uh, that uh, index the chain, so um, you can see what's uh, uh, what's coming on and stuff. And basically, most of the uh, companies in or in the ordinal space rely on Hero's indexer, H I R O. Hero is one of the earliest wallets on. Uh, uh, on Bitcoin, I guess. Well, not not earliest, but they've been around since their last bull run, at least. And uh, basically, what happened was there was an issue with their indexer, but um, uh, when Xverse was using it, and they were taking a while to address the issue, so Xverse took the matter into their own hands and started um, um, 
looking for and building their own solutions like that's how um that's how bullish i am on experts because when i invest i usually look at teams and if a team can go okay this is where we're at where do we go from here and then they just take action and it feels right and makes sense then like that's it man uh experts is also uh pretty good at um just like the ux is pretty good uh compared to like sparrow wallet sparrow is janky as fuck you need an advanced math degree to use sparrow so if you are not like as smart as i don't know the unabomber or something don't even uh think about using sparrow um yeah so xverse uh yeah i'm shilling it <laughs> yeah so it's all good um as i mentioned earlier when i was like going to go and uh uh mint one of the btc ordinals uh, btc ordinal sorry uh the god ordinals um i was trying to figure out how to use sparrow and like i, I got about like 30 minutes in to try and figure out how to use it i was like holy shit like this is this is not good user experience this is why <laughs> this is this is why i'm struggling to see the pickup here but uh, yeah, we're very bullish on uh, experts as well. We actually have Yan coming on next week to do a spaces with us, which would be fun. So stay tuned for that. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, he's a he's a he's a dude, man. <laughs> I think um, earlier when I was getting was getting rugged, uh, I was about to ask uh, about padding on uh, on ordinals. So. A lot of uh, collections for a time were launching with very, very low padding. I believe like a lot were just going for the minimum, um, like 350 sats. So I just wanted to know, like, you know, what's your opinion on that? Should collections make sure that uh, it's obviously like padded out sufficiently? What would, would you think? Uh, sorry, what do you mean by uh, padding? Uh, Padding on the ordinal, so like when you transfer one uh, between wallets, you're eating into that padding. Um, I believe I, I believe I have uh, explained that correctly. I'm not a uh, an expert, unfortunately. Um, I am, um, yeah, not a tech guy. You mean like if you move a rare set and then accidentally spends it? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, yeah. So. <laughs> That is unfortunately a risk with um, ordinals, but um, it, it'll be mitigated soon because uh, there are wallets. That, so the current wallets are working on uh, how to make sure that doesn't happen. So basically, when they recognize a special sat, they will prevent it from getting spent, right? Um, another thing is that, like, just as a side note, I was talking to Snoop Frog from Satributes about this, and I have to agree with him. I think we need to dispense with the term rare sats because it's a misnomer. Um, there is no, there, like, it's really incredibly misleading to call them rare sats, especially because, for example, the pizza sats, they were uh, 10,000 Bitcoin, and that equals 1 trillion sats. So that's definitely not rare. It's it's more like special if it fits into the narrative of whatever you're doing, right? 
Um, also, there's a lot of confusion uh, regarding rarity at the moment because we don't have any um, accurate data because a lot of, you know, like Bitcoin wallets have been lost or like um some people have been hoarding rare sets from the or like special sets from the beginning so like there's a lot of muddied info you can get um depending on who you ask right so be careful if you're uh hopping into ordinals and thinking about buying special sets make sure you ask around uh several sat hunters and especially people you trust because uh, there are people in the space who are price gouging. I'm not going to call anyone out, but it is happening. And uh, obviously, I'm not happy about it. Uh, nobody is. And I do want to keep positive vibes. But at the same time, I don't want anybody to get fucked. Right. So, yeah, just uh, keep that in mind when you're uh, coming around shopping. And of course, like, feel free to DM me if you have any questions around that as well. No, that's some really good advice. Um, it's like one thing I did notice early on is a lot of like OTC uh, were, you know, there's a lot of predatory people out there like trying to uh, either, you know, sell something which was not rare or just like a, a copy. And there's a lot of uneducated people trying to get involved early on during that initial hype wave. Um, but it's good to see that education is improving and people are starting to become, become aware of these things that are going on so yeah it's uh no it's really good you brought that up that's definitely a good point to touch on yeah uh, also like um another thing is that the year matters so just because you have like for example one uncommon sat one uncommon sat doesn't necessarily equal one uncommon sat i've heard like major price discrepancies between the years um, if you buy one from like 2022 to 2023, or like you try to sell it, you can probably get like $500 USD. But if it's from say like the really early days, I can't remember the year. Um, but, uh, I heard, um, I think it was maybe like early 2010s maybe, or 2000. Yeah. Something around there. Uncommon set can go from anywhere between twenty to fifty thousand dollars plus. That's uh that's pretty impressive. Like from a collector's standpoint, like uh yeah, it, it just it just gives very early days vibes still. Like it's incredible that people are actively hunting for rare pieces and collectors pieces like that. So yeah, it's really impressive to see. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's also like, <laughs> I know people say in, uh, these inscriptions or these ordinals are um, immutable. I actually don't know if that's true because in the future we might have tech that allows us to erase these inscriptions or reinscribe or stack different JPEGs on top of each other on a single sat. And um, there's also like, generative art that's coming out there's like so much different cool actual artistic and innovative shit that's happening on bitcoin which is why i'm really excited about ordinals um when you look at it it really is uh what the value proposition for nfts was originally which is 
the marriage between art and tech. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what else we can do with the space. Going back to your comment on um, like the mutability, isn't cursed inscriptions exactly that, where you just rewrite over an inscription? Yeah, uh, so I haven't dug that deep into cursed inscriptions, so I can't uh, I can't comment too much on that. But I really love that you um, pointed that out because now I can go, um, yeah, explore my uh, gaps, so to say. But yeah, um, so the I I think the cool thing about being able to reinscribe something though is that if you have like a really rare sat and that project fails or rugs for some reason, you can always just take that rare sat and reinscribe something else and it'll still retain value. Another thing uh, about like why they're, why they should be called special sats instead of rare sats is that a lot of the value will come from um, collectors, individual collectors. Like, it is so funny to me that I see other NFT people like from other chains go, oh, it's a it's a scam. These rare sets, these special sets are a scam. And I'm like, and they're like, where's the value come from? I'm like, motherfucker, you're buying JPEGs. Like, what are you fucking coming at me for? Um, but yeah, so uh, the when you have a group of buyers and a group of and another group of sellers, what you have is a market. And even if that market is incredibly niche, uh, it can be uh, and incredibly small. It can be incredibly lucrative. Uh, I mean, just look at Pokemon cards, look at, um, you know, uh, any, any, like anyone who collects anything of value. Right. Uh, so I am really bullish on special sats because I don't think it's just a meta. I do think it's going to be, uh, have a long-term place in Bitcoin and its history. No, I completely agree. And I like the fact that you touched on, um, obviously, like reinscribing over rugged projects or, uh, you know, there's something that you don't like about that rare site, you can then just reinscribe over it. I suppose that's like the difference between, uh, obviously, NFTs on Ethereum, obviously being smart contract-based, uh, you know, if it's an image which is uploaded to IPFS, anyone can come along and just change that image. And now, you know, it technically has no value. Whereas with ordinals, if you can come along, or SAT, sorry, and you can come along and uh, reinscribe it, it's like knocking down a house and rebuilding it. You still own that piece of land. That never changed. You still have value from that piece of land, but it's just what you build on top, which adds value to it. So I think that's like a really good way to look at the difference between the two. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really love uh, what you pointed out there with. Uh, so no dev can just come in and decide, hey, I don't like this or I don't like your art, so I'm going to change it. It's, that shit can't happen on Bitcoin, which is super cool. Um, it happens all the time on um on ethereum and solana right like just look at goblin town where they like changed everything to a middle finger or something um yeah that was not good that that so the problem with ipfs like it's a great idea but there is no uh economic incentive for people to 
help secure the data. So even though it's really, even though it is decentralized, it has to go through a centralized point of failure, which defeats the whole fucking purpose of um, NFTs, right? So basically what we have are on other chains are pointers, whereas if you own an ordinal and it's sitting in your wallet, that's it. There is no nothing uh, point like this. Your ordinal is yours and nothing can change that. Yeah, exactly. Love it. This is why this is why we're launching uh, Galactic Ordinals, you know, just to show people the, the possibilities of, uh, you know, other <clears throat> Sorry, lose my voice. <clears throat> other, uh, you know, other blockchains and what the uh, you know the value problem they present. So, yeah, really excited to to get things going. Um, I appreciate that you need to hop off shortly. So, I'm just going to open up the floor to anyone who's got any questions who likes to come up and discuss the, their take on BTC ordinals, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, just raise your hand and we'll bring you up. Yeah, come on up, come on out, fellas. Yeah, if not, I can uh, keep talking about, uh, um, I don't know, let, let me open up Magic Eden uh, for a second and just take a look at, um, um, by the way, uh, just a bit of, this isn't alpha, this is just life advice. If you don't own a BTCD god, make sure to buy yourself a BTCD god. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's the... Um, that's the advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's making me regret it even more. Just fading it. I still can't believe I did that. It's like one of the worst mistakes. You know, Terra was the worst mistake, uh, and then it was not minting BTC to gods. Oh, but it's not too late. See, you can still buy one. Uh, like season three is on August 9th. It's a week away. Like. I am so fucking like if I could find a Bitcoin right now, it could, I, I would be like, this is it. <laughs> like, I need another one. Uh, that would be the play because uh, some interesting things are going to happen. And um, yeah, BTCD gods on top. Do you think season three is going to extend to BTCD gods as well? Absolutely. I have. Uh, uh, so just full disclosure, I don't have alpha. So everything I say is conjecture. So I'm a major um, brainstorming shit talker, right? Um, so don't take anything I say seriously. I do think uh, BTC D gods will have uh, BTC Utes airdropped or attached. I do because um, uh, and, and I'm 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 arguing with people about this a lot. <laughs> Because people were like, oh, you already have a BTC god. Why do you want, like, don't you think it's unfair that you get the BTC ute? But I'm like, 10,000 D gods were uh, linked to their tubes, right? Or like 9,000, whatever, my math. I'm not a math scientist. I don't use Sparrow. But um, so that just goes to tell me that... Um, BTCD gods will also get BTC utes. I don't know how. Um, apparently, the mechanics will be complicated or, or like incredibly complex, but uh, because it is on Bitcoin, but I have faith that it will happen. And uh, right now, if you want to buy an ordinal and you have one Bitcoin, 
This isn't financial advice. Just take it as life advice. I do think this is the right play. Nice. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you think about the long term for the gods, like if you brought into collection earlier, uh, early, and you staked early, you were able to mint a ute for free. Like all you had to do was just farm dust, and you've got that for free. So yeah, I I don't see it outside the realm of possibility that it would end up being airdropped. Uh, sorry, the uh, BTC use would end up being airdropped. Kind of makes sense when you think about it that way. What's up, Lou? Yo, what's up? I just wanted to pop up because I heard you talking about the Bitcoin D-Gods. I was actually listening to a space with uh, Frank in it the other night, and he was um, he was saying that the Bitcoin D-Gods were going to be getting a surprise that they'll like. So he didn't really say like what it would be, but they're definitely getting something so there is going to be something for season three with the bitcoin d gods um yeah i'm so excited you know what's funny i own uh btc gods i'm also holding eth gods and utes but i am way more bullish for some reason about btc gods uh it's always been the case though so yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, let's see what happens. One week, baby. Exciting stuff. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. No, no one's ready. <laughs> no one's ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am excited to see what they bring. Obviously, like, in terms of innovation, every time they've done something interesting and new. So I have a feeling they're going to want to keep that up. So yeah, let's see what happens. Excited for it. Absolutely, bro. Um, yeah, uh, I got to run. But uh, if you guys have any uh, questions or comments or, you know, or you just want to like hurl insults at me or whatever, just feel free to DM or uh, comment. Appreciate you, sir. Uh, we're going to send the Galactic Punk army, um, army to your DMs now. So be ready. Anyway, anyway thanks for coming along, everyone. Really appreciate the uh, time this morning. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Speak to you all soon. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. And uh, thanks, everyone. Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over the impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We 
we rape him under the earth. Sit and wonder about the worth and play. Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served. Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace stacked in non-toxic. Just to get a better place, smacking on the hostage. Like the shit is play for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible. When model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats. Tearing apart your community. All these low-hanging fruits, bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach. Coming standard to each. I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege. Commanding all the management to grab a few seats. And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets. Yo, we got a few dubs. We got a couple defeats. And if you're coming for the king, you better have some of each. Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape him under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Spaces.